The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Today on Top of the Stretch, we are speaking with Brady Galliers. Raised in Defiance, Ohio, now resides in Grove City, Ohio. 24 years old, started driving in 2013, and in that eight-year career, has 337 wins, $3,097,591 in purse earnings, and as a trainer, $1,850,139. Brady Galliers, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Thank you, Roger. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate you giving us a few time uh, minutes today out of your busy schedule. Uh, you know, we'll start off by talking about this COVID-19, which truly has upset the way we live and work. How has it affected your stable operation? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's affected us pretty uh pretty dramatically um you know right now there's obviously no racing to where there's no purse money to be made uh no for myself driver or trainer percentage to be made so it's a it's a tough time for myself but it's it's a tough time for the whole world right now and uh you know hopefully just uh hopefully we can just everybody do the right thing and and get back on track uh sooner than later how has it also affected your personal life uh, as well? Personal life, uh, you know, you just, you, you wake up, you go to the barn and, and, you, and you come home. And, and I like to, I'm active. I like to go to the gym. I like to go play basketball. I like to go hang out with my friends, you know, everything a 24-year-old wants to do. And, uh, and we're limited. We can't do that. And it's, it's affected, it's affected uh, my life pretty dramatically as far as business and uh and social you have to put a weight room in your uh apartment yeah yeah luckily my apartment gym is still open <laughs> young horses this year you had some yearlings uh, coming to uh down in florida how many uh young horses do you have in your stable we have three were they all in florida Yep, uh, we had three three two year olds and one three year old in Florida to start the, to start the meet out, and we sold the three year old already, and we are going to turn out one of the two year olds uh, for the year just to let her mature a little bit. But uh, I got my other two in training. Uh, they're they're in Florida with Travis Alexander, and they're coming getting shipped home this week actually. And you'll be at uh, what Virgil Morgan's training center, uh, south of Columbus. Yep. How many horses do you have in your stable right now? Counting the two-year-olds that'll be joining you. Uh, we have roughly twenty right now. I we we just uh, we bought a couple, and uh, you know I had some uh, some elsewhere, and and I've I've got all of them back, and and we're gonna have right around 16, 17, but then, you know, I play the claiming game. So we prepare for a little bit more. So right around, you know, 16, 17, 18. 
do you like to hold it at that number uh, throughout most of the year? Truthfully, no. Uh, I, I'm I'm usually a, a twelve horse type of guy. I I usually like uh, you know about two grooms, couple riders, and uh, twelve twelve horses. It makes me uh, makes me be able to be more hands on with the with the horses. But uh, you know, I guess I you can't say no to more horses if you want to expand. So right now I'm I'm at uh, seventeen. The, the most I've ever had before is eighteen. Uh, but I got a better crew with me now. You know, I got a, I got a good, uh, good staff and, and nice horses and everything. So I think it'll be easy to maintain. How fast have you been with your two-year-olds? They trained in, uh, my pacing filly trained in 218. Um, and my trotting colt has been in 220. Do you have a preference between trotters and pacers? Uh, you know, I always I always liked the Pacers uh, at first, and then and then uh, we took a shot and bought a couple Trotters, and and we did okay with them. And uh, to be honest with you, I kind of like the Trotters more. They're uh, they're fun. You know, if if you can get a Trotter that that trots, uh, you can make a lot of money, and they're and they're fun. They're but it's a whole different. I feel like it's a whole different game. To be honest with you your young horses that will be getting here in the next week or so. Uh, how do you handle with not knowing exactly when you're going to get back to the races or get to the races with them? How do you handle their training schedule? I'm going to handle the babies. Uh, I'm go- I'm going to keep going with them. It's more so the racehorses that is, that have altered my schedule. Uh, the babies, I'm I'm gonna give them a few days off when they get here from the ship from Florida, but then uh, they're gonna they're gonna keep on rocking because you know they need to they need to learn how to train down and what to do and, and they need to be ready when when everything's called upon. Uh, my my racehorses though they've been they've been turned out. They actually just got back in the other day and uh, we got the text the other day. You know May fifteenth at the earliest, so that's a that's another month. Um, but they just got back in, so they're going to jog for a couple of weeks and hopefully train back down and, and race. But that's, uh, you know, weather depending. What was your first introduction into the sport of harness racing? County fairs. My my grandparents took me to county fairs when I was young, and uh, not, none of my parents were in the, were in the business. My grandparents weren't either. They just they went to the horse races at the county fairs and they took me along and I liked what I saw. And finally we were able to, finally I was able to beg my, my parents enough uh, to buy me my first racehorse. When was that? How old were you? That would have been, uh, probably in 2011 or 12, which would be, uh, you know, I was probably uh, 14 or so. Did you know much about training horses, or who did you learn not from? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, did not learn, or I mean, I did not really know anything. I just kind of liked the animal and liked the sport and wanted to get into it. And the first trainer I was uh, with was Bill Webb from Defiance, Ohio, and he kind of they they kind of taught me the ropes. And and then I and then you know when I when I was in school uh, my senior year. I had a, I was in a business class and if we, if you were able to go get a job, you were able to leave school.
school early and and they actually okayed it uh for me to leave leave school and go to my barn and and work on my horses so that's kind of when it when it all got started was my junior and senior year uh, I was able to you know leave school early and, and go do my horses I don't know if you remember or not but you had 25 drives that first year in 2013 and you had a total of three wins. Do you remember your first win in harness race? Yeah. Uh, Hoosier Park. They're a mutual track. Yeah, my first uh my first win was at Hoosier Park, uh and it was in a it was in like a late closing series and uh I I was like thirty five to one and it it was it was very cool. You know, that's kind of a different path most people because most of the young drivers get started out on the county fair circuit and usually get uh, their first win there before they even make a venture onto the paramutual tracks yeah it was just kind of tough uh you know i i drove at the fairs and stuff but it, it was tough you know starting out i didn't know anybody and 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 everything and i was still in school and still in sports and stuff so it it was like a you know a, a hobby at first, and then uh, and then here we are so trying to make a living at it. In harness racing, who in the past has given you the biggest piece of advice, and what was that advice? Um, honestly, probably most of the drivers we drive with, uh, or that I drive with, have. They have all given me, you know, some sorts of advice, but I would say, uh, you know, maybe Chris Page is probably because I we moved in uh, when I moved uh, out of the house when I graduated high school. We we moved in together and and lived together for a few years. So, you know, I was with him every day, and and he was, uh, you know, he was always helping me out. And I think the biggest advice I got from him and like I said, all the drivers is, you know, always be available, uh, you know, qualifiers and when say a driver calls off or, or whatever, you know, always be available and always listen to what the trainer has to say. And, and, uh, you know, you can have a good name for yourself. You know, most drivers, when they start out in the business, it's hard for them to handle defeat. Were you able early on to handle defeat until you got on the winning ways yeah it it was uh you know it's obviously tough i like winning as much as everybody does but you know it's uh this this business takes time you can't just uh jump right into it and and yeah i kept telling myself that you know hopefully one day it'll come one day it'll come and uh you know I, i think just time paid paid off and and uh you know it it's it's tough you know go i you know it's tough going to the racetrack and driving one or two a night, you know, out of the eight hole and, and, uh, finishing sixth or whatever, but you, you got to do it. You can't just jump on the five to two shot every race, uh, right when you start out. So yeah, I, I took it, I took it handily. I think. Is there a moment in those eight years that you've been involved in racing that stands out over other events in your career? Um, I've I've won a couple, you know, series finals and stuff like that and and those have been fun. Uh I would say probably 
winning, you know, winning the opens have been one of my top things, uh, you know, top uh, highlights and stuff. But I don't think there's it. I really don't think it's the matter of what class I was in. My parents, they don't come to the race as much. So I think one of the best feelings is, you know, going to the winter circle, knowing, say, my mom and dad are going to be out there, uh, you know, because they came to watch me or whatever. That's probably one of the better feelings I've had in the business because, you know, none of us knew anything. And, and uh, you know, we just kind of took a shot on this business and it's worked out well. And, uh, it, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's still a family thing for me. So, yeah, I would say probably meeting my parents in the winter circle is one of the top highlights of my career. Is there a horse that stands out in your career? Uh, yeah, I, I got a mare a few years ago named Jackie's Rocket. She was given to me for free, and uh, she was unraced, and, and we worked our way up, and she actually won a couple opens for me, and, and now she's a broodmare. So that's probably my favorite horse. Uh, you know, I've had a couple others, but I think she probably is on the top of my favorite horses. Do you have a favorite racetrack that you like to drive at more than any other? Um, I haven't been to many, you know, many racetracks, uh, but Miami Valley is probably one of my favorite tracks to drive on. Um, Scioto Downs summertime racing is, is, you know, by far the best to me, but, uh, you know, no, I don't, I don't really have a favorite track. It's more, you know, I'm more of a, seasonal type of guy so i guess you know racing in the summer or in warm weather is more fun to me than out there in the 10 degree weather when you're going into a race that you're driving how do you study that race beforehand uh biggest thing first i look at you know my horse who i'm driving or or whatever and and uh i like to drive a horse how he he or she likes to race so you know if a horse likes to leave then i'm you know if i'm in a good spot i'm I'm probably going to take my shot at leaving uh you know if a horse is better from behind or, or tripped out that's uh you know i kind of like to kind of like the horse you know let the horse race itself in a way of what what kind of trip they like um but then you also got to look at uh you know what horses you're in with uh you know, you could have one that's outclassed that you say can't leave with today or whatever. But basically, you just got to see what, you know, what kind of class you're in and who you're in with and, and basically what, what your horse uh, likes to do best, you know, come from behind or race from the front or whatever. Outside of racing, does Brady Gallers have a favorite sport to watch? Yeah, ba- basketball. Now, how does a short guy like you get to love basketball or did you play basketball yeah i played basketball i've just i've just always loved the sport i i I mean i've always been kind of a sports guy but basketball just stood out to me as one of my favorite sports i i watch it all the time favorite vacation spot Mm. haven't been to many places but uh i would say i've been i've revisited florida multiple times and that's probably because i i enjoy florida but uh i went to bahamas the bahamas uh this past fall and and that was that was a good spot as well do you have a favorite food the uh, steak I, I love a steak i love you know a 
a steak with some with a side salad is probably my go-to. I'm beginning to think all you drivers like steak. Yep. <laughs> is there one food that you will not eat under any circumstances? There is a lot of foods I will not eat. I am probably one of the pickiest uh, pickiest of them all. Um, I will definitely not eat broccoli. Broccoli or Brussels sprouts? Brussels or sprouts Brussels and sprouts, broccoli yeah. seem to be on most people's list. Yep. What was the last movie that you watched? The last movie I watched would have been... Um, I'm, I'm watching a season. It's Ozarks. That, that's the last I watched. Okay. Most famous person that you have met in your lifetime? Uh, I met LeBron James after a basketball game one time, uh, just briefly, only for a few minutes. But that's, uh, that's probably been one of the highlight of my, uh, my days. When you met him, were you kind of in awe of how tall he was? For sure, yep. If you had to pick one person that's no longer with us and you had a chance to go to dinner with them, who would it be? Um, in, in harness racing? Harness racing, lifetime, anything. Uh, lifetime, probably... Probably Kobe Bryant, honestly. Going back to basketball. Yep. Does Brady Gallers have any pet peeves or superstitions? Uh, yeah, one, one of my biggest pet peeves would probably be if somebody says something and does the opposite. Uh, I I cannot stand that. I don't, uh, I, I'm not a fan of that. Um, as far as superstitious, I mean, I'm, I'm not like very, very superstitious, but I will, uh, you know, I, I do do the same routine, you know, every day or going to the races or whatever, just cause that's what I like to do, but I'm not very superstitious. No. What is that routine when you're going to the races? Uh, I mean, like I'll, you know, I'll always, you know, when I get there, I always do the same thing. I, I go uh, blowing the breathalyzer and then I, you know, I go right for say uh, the driver's room and, and just get my stuff ready, um, you know, clean all my stuff and everything. And then I always go, I always like to take my bike to the trainer. I, I usually, you know, they usually don't have to go get it. I always like to do that. And then if I have any of my, my own horses and I, I always go see them, you know, one of my first things to do just to make sure everything's still good. Does Brady Galliers check all the equipment on a horse before you go to the racetrack when you're driving? Uh, yes. I mean, there, you know, I, everybody always misses some things and, and I could, I'm, I definitely could get a lot better at it. Uh, I, I could get a lot better at, you know, just catch drives for sure. But as far as my own horses, I always go check the equipment to make sure, you know, we have the right head pulls on each side and, and, uh, everything like that. But as far as, you know, a catch drive, I, I, sh I definitely need to get better at checking the equipment. 
scariest moment in harness racing? Uh, probably, probably a, a horse, uh, one time a horse, like, you know, running off with me in the, in the post parade, uh, and, and kicking and, and, you know, he was, he, the bike was pinching him and, and he was kicking, kicking, uh, excessively and, and, you know, kind of running off. And that was probably the scariest moment of my, of my racing career. Did you have a good outrider help you? Yep. And who would that outrider be? Uh, Cindy Johnson at Scioto Downs. And she is considered one of the tops uh, in her field when she was uh, active. Yep, she was great. Outriders are very important to harness racing, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. You can. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without them, that's for sure. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.